hours because she's working with a producer. I'd be like, so are they all done? Are they Mom, I don't even have one done. You don't understand. It takes hours. And I'm like, really? I feel like you've had forever. <laughs> but anyhow, it's, it's and, and honestly, she loves like the toddler age and she, she her, when she writes, she's writing something that they can sing so that they can get the word of God on the inside of their hearts. Amen? Hallelujah. We don't have to wait till we become adults to know about Jesus, do we? Hallelujah. Well, let's pray over the word tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just love you tonight. And I just pray that as I, I minister the word of God tonight, that, that I will only minister the things that you want me to minister and say what you want me to say. I thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place that opens up our eyes and our ears to understand your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, what's the title of this message tonight? Ty, what is this? What's the title of this message? Do we have it? Do we? We don't have our graphic? Oh, okay. Well, it was, it was supposed to be Fight Like Hell. How many of you remember? A few weeks ago, I talked about how I was seeking God probably about a month ago. I was just sitting there praying, and I, I just was like, I don't know. My mind just felt like, whoa, I was all over the place. And I, I was just talking to God, and I said, you know, I don't, I don't even know where to start today. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit just said, write it down, believe God, and fight like hell. Amen? And so we've been talking about that. And Pastor Ed, there they go. Well, it's back there. Oh, there it is. There it is. But... You know, because you think about, you know, in, in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus talks about the violent taking it by force. And for many of you that don't know, God has given us promises in his Bible. He has given us a way into victory. He's given us a way into healing, a way into prosperity. It is his will. It is in the Bible. The Bible is not some holy religious thing that we cannot touch, which we kind of thought when we grew up. Amen? And, uh, and so, uh, but God wants us to take his word. He wants us to put it, put it. You, you know what, God, when we put God's word to work in our life, we honor God. We say, your word is more important than what we think. And so God, so it's important he even gives us instructions. And everything we do is by faith. Faith is what, in, in Hebrews, I didn't have that scripture tonight, but in Hebrews chapter 11, 6, it says, faith pleases God. And if faith pleases God, I don't know about you, I want to know how to please God. Amen? Amen? How about you? So we've been talking about that, and tonight I'm going to talk a little bit about the fight. How do we fight, Pastor Judy? How do we step into that place? We talked a lot a couple of weeks ago, about it's important that you write things down, and then you look for the promises of God, you know? I mean, you, you cannot write, Lord, I want that person's husband. <laughs> you cannot write, you know, crazy, stupid stuff, you know? You, you have to... <laughs> You have to get in the word of God and find out the promises of God because people, you know, get weird. But it has to line up with the things of God. God said that uh, when Jesus went to the cross, Jesus took care of everything for us. Amen? 
And so uh, we want to fight according to the scriptures. But let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. When uh, the Apostle Paul was writing this letter to Timothy, he was a young pastor, and uh, he was encouraging him along with giving him instructions. And he said this to Timothy. He said, Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Fight. Faith is a fight. And I think sometimes we get excited and we think it's just going to happen overnight. No, it's a fight because the Bible says Satan's the god of this world. And we fight against spiritual wickedness and principalities. But the only way that we can fight and win is with the word of God. Amen. Amen? So he said, fight the good fight of faith. That word, look, look at that word fight there is, is, in, uh, is, is twice. And the first fight means when he says fight the good fight of faith, that, that word, that, the first fight means to contend perseveringly against opposition and temptation. To contend persons, it takes a little bit of effort. You know, you got to take the word. There's got to be a little bit of effort. There's got to be a little bit of fight in it. Amen? He said, to contend perseveringly against the opposition and temptation. He says, fight the good fight of faith. And the second word fight there means, uh, it's a noun actually, meaning a contest or a conflict. So we're, we're fighting. We're in conflict. And you might not recognize it because you might wonder, why, why is life so tough? Why aren't we just, why don't we just move it around, you know, get, you know, get born, you know, grow up, go to school, get married, have our kids, have everything the way that we want it. Because you know what? The Bible says the devil's out to kill, steal, and to destroy. He's the God of this world. He stole dominion from Adam. But when we get saved, we're not under his dominion. We're, un we're, we're under the authority of God, and we have authority over him. But we can't do, we can't just, just, we can't just sit around and do nothing. we got to take our authority. And the only thing that the enemy knows is th th that can push him back is the word of God. Amen. Amen. So we have to fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Now I want you to look over to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to look at a little bit of um, prayer armor, okay? We're not going to break it really down small, but we're going we're to touch on a few things, okay? So we know that our fight is a spiritual fight, but the promises manifest in the natural if we're believing God for healing or finances or, or we, we, we're praying for our children or our marriage even or our families, you know, this, or, or our business, anything, whatever, whatever the situation is, God has promises for us. Amen? But we have to fight for those promises with the word of God. So it says here in verse 10, the, the Apostle Paul is writing to the Ephesian church, and he's telling them, finally... Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. You know, it was funny. When I, when, I, when I first read these scriptures, I would get up every day and imagine, I'm putting on my helmet of salvation. I got my breastplate of righteousness, my girdle of truth, and I didn't know what any of it meant. <laughs> I was just like, you know, I'm going to do this. God, I just praise you. But anyhow, let's go on. So verse, verse 12 says, uh, he says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. The enemy has schemes, he has plans, and he has plans for your life whether you believe it or not. 
Verse 12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. If you believe the Bible where it says, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved. If you believe that you've been forgiven, if you believe that there's, there's a heaven and a hell, you've got to believe this. It says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly, in the heavenly realms. And how many, how many of you know that these evil forces are playing havoc right now? in our land, in the land all over the world. Verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. See, there's a time when you've done everything, when you've spoken the word, when you've stood on, when you found the scriptures, when you filled your heart with them, when you've d done all the things that you've known, there's a time that you, when you've done everything, he's saying, he's saying, put on this armor so that you can be able to stand, so that you won't shrink in fear, so that you won't shrink in unbelief, so that you won't be, oh, you know, kind of like the, you know, the Wizard of Oz witch when she just melted when the water went off. You know, some, some Christians are like that, you know, just throw a little bit of something on them, the devil says, and then they just melt. God doesn't want us to melt. Anybody know that witch? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, you know, we, 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 uh, this will age me, but when that, when that came out every year, that was the biggest thing. Does, I, I don't know if everybody remembers that. It was the Wizard of Oz, man. Everybody had to watch it, you know? It was just like, oh, the Wizard of Oz is coming next week. We just, you know? It's funny, you know? We're off to see the wizard. Anyhow, let's get over here. Verse 13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, verse 14 says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness. You know what the breastplate of righteousness? The breastplate of righteousness tells us that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Be ready with that because the devil will bring condemnation and guilt and everything because when you're condemned and you're guilty, you, it's, it's just so hard to go into the throne room in confidence and get your prayers answered. So you got to have that breastplate of righteousness. you got to have that word of God that tells you that you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. You know, peop people get so caught up in their sins and their weaknesses and they, and they just live there. You know, it's just like, it's like, and, and, and when, you, when, when that happens, listen, God, God has already done away with your sin. The blood of Jesus has washed it away. And yes, we all endeavor to live right. We've all done stupid things. You know, there's this, you, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you cursed at your mate today, your spouse or something. I don't know. But, but you just ask God to forgive you. you. That's not who you are. That's who the flesh is. But in the spirit, God sees you free from sin. God sees that spirit man free from sin. And you can go confidently to the throne room. But he says, stand firm then with the belt buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. 
Say shield of faith. The shield of faith. Amen? With which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Nothing will stop the arrows of the enemy more than faith. When, you, when, 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 when sickness comes your way, you know what faith looks like? By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. In Joel, God told him, they said, let the weak say that I am strong. That's the shield of faith. You're holding up. You're, you're causing those, those darts not to come your way. And then it goes on and it says, take the helmet, uh, take uh, the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You gotta take the word of God. The, it, the word of God is the sword. The sword of the spirit is the only offensive weapon in this scripture. Everything else is defense. The shield is a defense. The shield stops the darts of the enemy. But you've got to speak the word of God because the word of God will cause the enemies need to bow. The word of God will cause the angels to go out and bring and establish things in your life. The word of God will cause, it has creative power in it and has the power to heal. Amen. It'll cause healing to come in your life. There is real power in the word of God. Amen. I remember um, Kenneth Copeland telling a story about uh, how he was, how when he was with Oral Roberts, he was just starting to fly his, his plane, and Oral Roberts was a great man of faith, and he started to watch and pray, and he said it was the first time he ever saw somebody uh, using their faith on purpose. Like, okay, we're going to believe God for a tent, and we're going we're gonna to believe God for this, and, and, and writing it down, and, and believing God for something, and speaking the word of God. And, and he, he said it, it just blew him away, because we're always used to fighting from the backside. You know, we're always, we're always already under the battle. Oh, oh, I'm sick by the stripes of Jesus a meal. You know, or oh, oh my gosh, I, I don't have enough to pay my rent. You know, and I know I'm saying this like it's funny, but it can be pretty serious, you know. I've been in those serious times, you know. But we, we always seem to fight, fight from the backside instead of, instead of getting on, the, on top of it. And the front side, on the front side. And a lot of people think, well, well you know, we're okay. We don't have to, you know. Listen. I'm telling you, if you put the, you might be okay. Maybe you're somebody who's, you know, your, your business is doing a million dollars a year and your, your bills are paid and, and everything good. But why not believe God for more so that you can help others? Why not believe God for more so that you can build churches? Why not believe God for more to get the gospel out? Amen? You know, even we're fighting so many different areas in wisdom and in our jobs. We're always, it's, it's like we're always playing catch up, but God is wanting us to get on top of this. Amen? And write our things down, believe God, and fight like hell. You cannot, you cannot hear a message like this and then go home and do nothing with it because nothing will happen. Nothing plus nothing equals nothing. Amen? We must be purposeful in our faith, specific in what we want, speaking God's word over our families, our marriages, our finances, our bodies, our church, and, and you know, becoming more specific. But what we have to realize is that it is a fight, 
And we need to use what God has given us as the weapons. Amen? We only win when we put the word of God to work in our life. And that's why it's so important you hear people say, you know, you know I, I don't know. Honestly, I meet people all the time, and I'm amazed at so many people that never open the Bible. They're just, you know, or they think they know it all. You know? I remember, you know, a few years back when I was in California, and I'm talking to my son. He's brought up in church and everything, you know, and we talk about the word all the time, you know, and, and I was at his house. I'm like, where's, where's your Bible? Well, I don't know. I don't know where my Bible is. I know I, I'd always had them because I bought them a million of them. You know, where's, and I'm, what do you mean? Give me your phone. Here's your Bible. <laughs> I, you know, I said, you got to read this. You can't just assume, you know, you know and he's like, you know, Mom, I know the word. I, I pastor everybody on my job. I said, you can know the word, but you, you need the word going into your heart. Yes. Amen? Yes. And sometimes we as, you know, we as pastors, we're in the word all the time. Because if we just got, he came up here every Sunday and never opened up the Bible and said, oh, yeah, we know all that. We, you know, we've been doing this for 40 years, you know. You, you guys probably wouldn't be here right now. You'd be like, I don't know, what are they talking about? Anyhow, look at this. Matthew, I'm going to talk about something tonight. I want to talk about your mouth, okay? Because your mouth is very important to your victory. Your mouth is very important to seeing the manifestation. Your mouth is very, it's very important to your faith. In verse 34, Matthew 12, 34, he says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. If you ever want to know where somebody's faith is, just listen to them speak. Just listen to them speak. Because let me tell you, whatever you are filled with is what will overflow out of your mouth, even if you try not to let it overflow. What you, whatever you are filled with. You know, Job was filled with fear. People say, what about Job? This happened to him and that happened to him. And they read the scriptures on the surface without studying to show themselves approved. But Job feared the fear and the fear came upon him. He was filled with fear. And that's what happened. So you have to understand if you're filled with fear, then fear is what's going to come out of your mouth. Fear of sickness, fear of not enough, fear that your dream will never happen or your business will never do what it, what it needs to do. Amen. When fear comes out of your mouth, then you're giving power to that fear to act in your life and to destroy the plans that God has for you. When you're speaking contrary to the word of God, and, and I know so many of us, you know, we've lived so long in this, it takes time to change our language, doesn't it? It's like learning, you know, you, you get Babel on, on the app or some different apps, and it's like learning a new language. But we're learning God's language, and this language is the most powerful language in the universe. It will change any situation. Amen? Let's look at Proverbs chapter 18, verses 20 and 21. Can one of you guys open this so I don't spill it everywhere? Seth, please. Thanks. It says, a man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. Say, fruit of his mouth. It says, a man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth, and with the consequence, say consequence, of his words, he must be satisfied, whether good or evil. 
You're going to be, you're going to, you're going to receive the consequences of the things that you speak. It says death and life, say death and life, are in the power of the tongue. And they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. You know what? What are you saying? What, what, what situations have surrounded you that you can't seem to get a hold of? What's going on in your life? What's going on in your business? What's going on with your children? What's going on with your body or your finances? What situation are you surrounding it with the word of God? That's what changes it. Now, sometimes it, it's a fight. Now, it's always a fight. And sometimes it takes a little longer than other times. But you can't give up if you stay with it. Because a lot of times, I know a lot of times I'm fighting a battle in, in my head. See, you gotta, we got to take care of our thoughts. I had, a, I had a battle whether I was going to teach this tonight or about our thoughts. Because, you know, we could be riding down the road declaring, you know, God, I thank you that you've healed my body. I thank you. Uh, you we could be speaking the word of God. And our, and our brain is, is, is somewhere else thinking the worst thoughts. And the Bible talks, bring in the, talks about bringing those thoughts into captivity. But where most people have the problem is in speaking the word. This is being taught, but the majority of people are not doing it, are not speaking the word, are not walking the floor. You know, you know uh, people won't on purpose, and we've done this, I've done this many times, just walk your floor, walk your living room floor. My God supplies all of my needs according to his riches in glory. God, I thank you that I am healed. I am blessed. I am more than a conqueror. I have the victory. My marriage is strong. You know, whatever it is that you need to say, getting hold of the word of God and just on purpose. And sometimes when, 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 when I'm speaking the word or I'm praying, I, I'm just like, I'm feeling like the worst sinner in the world. I just... You just feel it, even if you, if even if you don't, if you don't did anything wrong, didn't do it. You know, you just feel it. But don't pay attention to your feelings. Amen. Here it says, "Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or for life." In and, and I wrote this down. Increase comes from the words of your mouth. Yeah. Increase comes. You, it, it might look like, you know, they're going to kick you out tomorrow morning, but you keep speaking the word because God will have a place for you. Amen? And what the devil means for evil, God will turn it around for good. When you're speaking the word. The word of God says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And, and a lot of times people don't understand it as they go through the year and the day and the month. They, they, what happens is what... what it, you could leave here tonight and get started, and, and I've done this before too. And then uh, before you know it, you know, you're hearing what your family's saying, you know, or you're hearing what, uh, you know, maybe your spouse is saying, or you're hearing the news, amen, and what the news is saying. You know, and, and what happens is, is you start confessing it, and you start believing God, but all of a sudden, what, what you're hearing is causing your confession to diminish. And you got to watch what you hear. Jesus talked about that, being careful what you hear, what your heart is full of. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you, and, and you know what? And then before you know it, you're speaking like the world. 
And I hear people all the time. People are in such fear right now. People in churches. They, you know, they, they say, I, yeah, look at what's happening. And, 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 and they're, just, they're just in such fear. But I'm telling you, God's taking care of his children. Amen. We will be a testimony. You look. You look at the children of Israel and all the things that happened. Everybody, every time people looked at them, they knew who their God was because they would prosper. When they obeyed God, when they were going after God, listen, Jesus uh, changed everything for us. He brought us into victory. You don't have to. It's not according to uh, your performance. It's not according to your condition because your condition is that you've been forgiven of all your sins and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Amen? It all has to do with faith. You know what faith is? It's when you feel like the worst worm in the world, and you stand before God, and you say, God, I just thank you for your favor. I thank you. I'm blessed going in, and I'm blessed going out. I thank you. I have been forgiven of every sin, and you chose to cast my sins as far as the east goes to the west, and you don't remember them anymore. That's what faith is. Amen? When you put the word, man, I like you guys. I think we'll preach all night. <laughs> They're giving me six more minutes. But let me tell you this whether it's fear or faith, the devil or God, you are the one who chooses to give them power and authority over your life. You are the one. You're the one that chooses to give them the power. So you have to really watch what you're speaking. Amen? Stop speaking words of fear and doubt and start speaking words of faith. It doesn't matter what the situation around you looks, looks like, but what happens is a lot of people that, uh, whenever they get surrounded by situations, uh, they let the situations influence the way that they feel. And that's why I said, when I feel like the worst, but when I speak the word, it brings me out of that. It, because the word has power, it has creative power in it. And it takes me out of that, out of that situation. It takes me out of the, the, the way that I feel. And honestly, when, when we feel a certain way and we refuse to speak the word, we're kind of basically saying, God, your word isn't true. My feelings are more true than your word is, God. My feelings reign, you know? Listen, I'm telling you, sometimes you can get feelings of fear in the middle of the night. You don't even know why they showed up. It's just the devil knocking on your brain. That's when you got to wake up and you got to say, devil, get out of here. Because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And this is, listen, this is why it's so important for you to learn the word of God so that you know what to say so that you know how to fight. It takes time. I remember years ago, we used to go to the uh, Kenneth Copeland conventions down in, in, in Anaheim. And uh, my, our kids were little. And Pastor Ed would drive me over there like at 6 in the morning so I could get in line and get a seat. And there would already be thousands of people sitting on the grass just waiting. People, and I would hear stories of faith, and people would be talking about, yeah, you know, this is back when you could hitch a ride safely. I wouldn't try it now. People would say, yeah, yeah, we didn't know how we were going to get here, but we hitched a ride, and, and we did this, and somebody did that. And they, oh, they have all these faith stories about how they made it to the convention. 
and it was just it was just amazing. And man, when they opened that door, if you weren't with it, you know, and here I was trying to hold a seat for everybody, you know, so I'm trying to, you know, I'm the one elected to run in and, you know, grab the seats and, and you know, holding coats and Bibles. And But we were so hungry to hear the word of God. It was changing our life. Really, faith is what births this church. It really was. You know, I talk to God all the time. It wasn't, it just, it, it had nothing to do with our, our natural gifts because we didn't have a whole lot. <laughs> but, it, but I'm telling you, but we learned. We learned along, along the way. But we would cut out pitches. We had a book. We cut out. I remember we believed God for our first typewriter. And we, you know, the Bible says, you know, uh, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it. And, and now, now this was an IBM typewriter, you know. It was real fancy. They didn't have computers back then, not yet. <laughs> and uh, and I remember we got a thousand dollars in the meal from another church, and we didn't even tell them we we were just using our faith for this typewriter because we knew we needed it for for things, and um, and the typewriter was nine hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents, <laughs> you know. And we had our tax exempt, so we didn't have to pay taxes. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, you know, just. Just things like that. And, and some of you heard my stories about believing God for a house, believing God for a place, uh, you know, even, even down to the color of the carpet. When you get a hold of this, see, what people do is they think you're foolish. Oh, you can't do that. I can't. What, that speaking the word. Oh, you know, whatever. You know, money come in Jesus' name. You know, people, people, people will mock you. But when you're really serious, when we're real, and I've said some stupid things to, you know, I'm not perfect, and, I, and I've said things, and not to God, but said things and wondered what, what, what is God doing anyhow, you know? But, but I would correct myself, repent, you know, ask God to forgive me, amen? But, but I'm telling you, this works. We've worked it. We've seen God move in mighty ways. We've seen healing. We've seen uh, just uh, favor on, on jobs and every, so, ma so many different things. But get God, it gets God involved in your life. And in Jeremiah 1.12, can you put that up there? I know it wasn't the next one. But in Jeremiah 1.12, it then said the Lord to me, you have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. That's in the Bible. God is alert and active. He's not just kind of like, oh, well, you know, oh, yeah, you know, what are they doing down there? Can't wait for everybody to get to heaven. No, he's paying attention. We honor God when we speak his word. And he watches over it. So he keeps his word to perform it. He's not a man that he should lie. Let's look at James chapter 3, verse 3. Almost done. It says, we, in the New Living Translation, we can make a large horse turn around and go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. Now, a large horse is very strong. But it's saying here in the word of God, we can make a large horse turn around and go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a tiny rudder makes a huge ship Turn wherever the pilot wants to go, even, through, even though the winds are strong. So also, listen to this, the tongue is a small thing, but what enormous damage it can do. 
A tiny spark can set a great forest on fire, and the tongue is a flame of fire. It is full of wickedness that can ruin your whole life. It can turn the entire course of your life into a blazing flame of destruction, for it is set on fire by hell itself. At the end of the day, the power to change your life is in your mouth. It will take you the direction that you're speaking. This tongue, if you start, if you're, you just, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't have enough, we can't do this, we can't do that. Um, I, you know, just, you, I'm telling, and, and I know you hear all the success seminars, you can do, you can, but honestly, the word of God is really the best success that you can ever read or hear. God says, I, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. This tongue will direct the course of your life. Your tongue directs the course. If you're, if you're constantly defeated, if you're constantly depressed, if you constantly feel, you know, that, you know, just you, you've got to change the way, you've got to change what you're saying. Amen? And the only way that you're going to change what you're saying is filling up your heart with the word. Now, many people have filled their hearts with the word, but they just won't speak it out of their mouth. Pastor Judy, it just feels funny. It just feels, don't feel right. When I'm, just start doing it. And you watch. I can't tell you, the, when you start walking the floor and you just say it over and over again, it's not long before you sense the presence of God because you are speaking God's word. Amen? God said, if you ask anything according to my will, God, you said, if I ask anything according to your will, that you hear me and it shall be done. Amen? We either believe the Bible or we don't. Amen? Everything comes back to the words that you speak. Your words are either going to build your life or they're going to destroy your life. That is why you must be careful what you say. Look at the children of today. You know, it's important what you say to your children. It really is because, uh, you know, you know, this this is just a side note. But sometimes I, I thought, and and this is this is really wrong thinking, <laughs> but I thought maybe I should have put a little bit more fear in my kids <laughs> because they know that they're the righteousness of God. They are convinced. I would teach them that because I would get that revelation, and they know that the blood of Jesus has forgiven them. They they don't know. You know, they only hear mom bring the conviction. So what are you doing? Are you going to church? Are you reading your Bible? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but honestly, you know, that's what God wants us to do. Listen, if you were adopted by the king of England, whether you like him or not, you'd get everything he has. If you were adopted... You'd eat what they eat. You'd, you'd have everything. You'd, you'd have all those rights in the kingdom. Well, you have all these rights in the kingdom of God. And you know why you have these rights? Because God gave them to us. You know, we don't go to God and say, God, I have a right. He gave us rights. We're his kids. You know, I, I love my kids. And, and honestly, did you ever have like a, like a really good piece of chocolate cake or or blueberry pie or or I don't know 
a, a leftover roast beef sandwich or something, and you hide it into the corner of your fridge, and you put everything in front of it so nobody will eat it. And you, and you get up, and you, you come in the house, you, oh, I can't wait till I get home. I'm going to have that sandwich. I've been thinking about it all afternoon. You go in, and you open the fridge, and you move everything, and it's gone. And there's your son or your daughter with their legs up on the couch, watching the TV, eating your favorite thing. <laughs> and you know what? I don't even get mad. I just... It, it just pleases me that, you know, it was my son. If it was my husband, I might have got mad at him, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they just feel like it's whatever's, whatever's yours, whatever God, whatever our father's is ours. Amen? Hallelujah. Honestly, it takes real humility to go against what you feel and go with the word of God. Because what happens is you start feeling that your feelings are so important that they're above the word of God. And that's when you react to your feelings rather than what God is saying. Amen? You're, so you want to be careful. You have to, honestly, the word of God will even change your emotions. It'll change your feelings. You don't want your speech to dictate how you feel. Hey, how you doing today? Oh, I got a back pain, and I just, you know, I don't, I don't know what's wrong, but I just, you know, I'm just I'm sweating all the time, and I'm, you know, whatever. I mean, we just say all the dumbest things, don't we? And 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 even when we don't want to say them, even like it, <clears throat> like that's the first thing Pastor says to me all the time in the morning. Hey, how you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm like, why do you have to ask me how I'm doing? I'm not, I'm not in the mood to make a good confession right now at 5 in the morning or 6 in the morning. <laughs> you know, it's just like you almost want people not to ask you how you're doing. But I've learned to say I'm blessed, I'm healed, I'm whole. Amen? I have, you know, I'm full of joy. You know, because so many people are not full of joy. And, and you, you have to... You, when you say, when I say those things, I may not be feeling the one little thing of them, but we're speaking the word of God. Amen. Don't let your emotions be dictated by your feelings. Rather, let everything that you say and do be dictated by the word of God. Let it, let it do that. Amen. You know, I was thinking about this today. You know, the scripture for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the Lord said to me, what are you speaking over your house? Ah, it's chaos. I never, my house is a mess. I can never get organized. I don't know, you know, just, you know, 20 years later, you're still trying to organize that desk in the corner, you know? I know some of you are saying, I'm not even 20 yet, but get it organized now so you don't say that, okay, kids? <laughs> what are you speaking over your house? So everything that you do, when you do it according to the word of God and not by the situation that surrounds you, not by uh, feelings, it will enable God to act in your life and through your life. And I was going to read Mark 11, uh, uh, 22 through 20, 24, but, but I'm not going to do that right now. But it would be good to, for you to read that. I'm going to read just one, okay? Mark 11, 23. And we're getting ready. Oh, I thought that said it was 8, 820. It's only 730. 
I was looking, I was, it's the timer. It's the backward timer. They have me in the red. <laughs> so the worship team can get ready. But in verse 23, Jesus said this, Mark eleven twenty three. 23, he said, I assure you that you can say to this mountain, may God lift you up and throw you into the sea, and your command will be obeyed, and all that's required, say all that's required, is that you don't sin no more. Is that what it said? All that's required is that you really believe and do not doubt in your heart. You know what will cause the doubt to go? The word of God. It's got power in it. If I put vanilla flavoring in my cake, it has the power to change. A few drops has a power to change the whole flavor of my cake, does it not? Well, the word of God out of our mouth has the power to change our circumstance. It has that much creative power in it. It has that much in it. It has miracle. We're, 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 we, our, our worship team wrote a song, Miracles Happen Here. And we're, we're making t-shirts, Miracles Happen Here. We're, we're believe, we believe that miracles happen here. We're declaring it. We're decreeing it. And we've seen many miracles happen in this place. We've seen many people get healed. I'm believing that you're going to see financial miracles in your home. You're going to see, you know, honestly, listen, even with our kids, you know, like we need to believe God where to send them to school. We're going to, I believe they're all going to come to Living Word Christian School, right? That's what we're working on. But I remember, you know, uh, Pastor Mike and Laurie's kids growing up and my kids growing up, and we had to believe God, I mean, to, to put our kids in Christian school. It was like, and, and man, we, we had to cover it in prayer. Honestly, back then, it, I mean, you think it costs now. It, well, we weren't making much back then. We weren't making anything, but anyhow. <laughs> but we had to believe God, didn't we? All of them, to get them in Christian school. And, uh, but, I, but I tell you what, whatever the situation is, if you get into the word of God and fill your heart, you say, Pastor Judy, how am I going to have time to do that? And we dealt with that the first week, and God said there's like a spirit of busyness on everybody. Listen, when you make time for the word, you will be amazed at the time that increases in your life. You'll be amazed when you begin to just, you know what? Don't quit getting up in the morning and putting the news on. Quit getting up and scrolling through Facebook. Don't be, don't get addicted to order in law or law and order, whatever it's called. <laughs> the same thing, right? Amen. What? Well, I, I hope you got something out of this tonight. We're gonna we're we're believing God, and we're gonna we're gonna pray for you tonight. Um, I had I had some, and this specifically that w what we're gonna do. I had something happen to me a few weeks ago, and uh, I was praying. I was really seeking God. And I didn't tell anybody. Probably the only one that knew was was my husband. But I, but I was praying, and I said, 
God, you know, I'm getting up there, and I know that we're doing a lot here, and I'll do it, but I need some energy. I'm doing what I know to do. I need some energy if I'm doing something wrong. You know, maybe I, I adjust my diet, go to the whatever, but I, you know, I was just talking, and I, and I must have had that conversation with them for a few days, and if you look through my notes on my phone, I probably have 20 notes of energy confessions and all of this, and just going over, and I said, I, I just need uh, some energy. And, and um, so we went to, <laughs> so we, we, we went to um, here, Jonathan Shuttlesworth. How many of you know who he is? <sighs> and, um, Oh, let me, here it is. So we're sitting there, I mean, we're standing, it's at the end of the night, and we're all worshiping God. And, um, and I guess he said, you and the lady in the leather jacket, can I talk, whatever, he called me out. And this is what he said, I'm telling you, God showed up for me. When you're praying that prayer, and you're trying to, and, and, and honestly, he said this, he said, you, I'll tell you what he said first. He said, the Lord gives you a touch for your body to run the second leg of your race with strength. <laughs> Did I not say in my word as you have waited on me that you would run and never grow weary? You'll walk and shall not faint, which I'm saying every day. You're going to run with renewed strength and you'll be stronger than you were when you started. <laughs> tell me... When I got in the car, Pastor Ed said, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I said, I'm going to impart it to you, too. <laughs> but, but honestly, that was an answer from heaven. And so I've been holding on to that word. I've been confessing the strength scriptures. The very next day, I was attacked in my back. And I said, oops, nope, you're not doing this. I'm strong. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let this happen. And and um, and I have been stronger. And and it's not. It was. It wasn't. It's not just. It's not by my works. It's by the word of God. But what I want to say, I was ministering to somebody on the phone, and this person said, "I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired. I'm so busy. I'm so tired." And and uh, and she's a mom. She has a couple of kids. You know, moms work. Dads work. And I started praying for her, and the Holy Spirit said, just impart that. I said, I'm gonna, I started crying. I said, I feel like I'm supposed to impart this to you. And, I, and so we did, and we prayed. And then after that, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, there's, there's an impartation. There was something I received, and that I would be able to release that into others. And it would, it, it's like a supernatural gift. And so if you need strength tonight, if you've been tired, if your body has been, you, you know, you, I, I don't want to explain it to you, explain what you've been going through. You might have been keeping up the pace, but you're just tired. I want you to step out of your seats and come up front, and we are going to pray. I am going to pray. There's going to be an impartation, and I believe it's going to change the way you're facing everything. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. No more, no more of that. 
I, I believe what God get, God's always wanting us to give something away. Amen. And I and I was wanting to, but I really didn't study it, you know, deep enough. You know, I, I read the part of when Elijah jumped on the man with that, that was dead in the grave with the bones, and there was an impartation, and he came alive. That's a pretty good one, right? I was reading things about, you know, because you know you want to make sure you're hearing from the Holy Spirit, and uh, and there's 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 plenty of places in the Bible where where this has uh, taken place, and so you got to receive it though. You got to really receive it and just say God. And then take it with you. Like the, when I, you ask Pastor Ed, when, I, when I'm feeling things, I just pull out that prophecy. And I just, man, I just say, nope, that's not me anymore. I'm full of energy. I'm full of strength. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen? And so I want you to lift your hands. And I don't know what the worship team has, but we're, gonna, we're just going to walk down, and we're going to pray for you. And I, I'm going to release the anointing of that impartation of strength, of energy. Amen? I declare. Okay, that sounds good. Now, I declare in Jesus' name that you'll run that you'll walk and you shall not faint. You'll run and you will not be weary. You're going to have a new energy. And it's this is the Holy Ghost. He gave it to me. I'm giving it to you. Amen. Hallelujah.